turnovers. <laughs> Instant analysis time. Exit 52 podcast. He just said, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start. 47-42 Ravens in potentially the game of the year in the NFL. A back and forth affair that saw both teams have chances to win this game in the final quarter. The Ravens get the ball last. Lamar leads them down. Trace McSorley's involved. Justin Tucker game winning field goals are involved. The Ravens might as well have had me playing in the secondary in the fourth quarter. And through it all, they get a potentially season-changing win against the 9-3 and and now 9-4 and and game as hell Cleveland Browns. Lamar Jackson, one of the weirdest great performances you'll ever see. 11 of 17, 163 and a touch. Nine carries, 124 yards and two touchdowns. Made the plays when he needed to. I mean, I mean, (laughs) just a a ridiculous football game Uh, that has a neutral must have been awesome i'm i'm drenched i'm absolutely drenched right now i oh my god dude that was incredible um again i don't know where to start like lamar jackson just just absolutely the first three quarters of this game it looked like he was putting the team on his back and was just going straight hero mode because he wasn't getting protected in the pocket he was just taking off and just playing street ball out there and and making great plays and he he was running up and down all over the field on them had the 120 yards or so through three quarters they were up by two scores, and it didn't look like it would have mattered whatsoever if the Cleveland Browns scored against the defense that was falling apart at the seams. And um, then we just have this whole saga fall into our laps where, where Lamar has cramps. or um, I don't know who was the first person to just say he had the shits, and I don't know if there's any substantial – like it just was one of those things the internet took and grabbed and ran with it, and it was just decided on the internet that he was taking a shit. And then it's I, I, 45 minutes – and uh, what you got? Yeah, I have to give a special shout out to someone who's never mentioned the show, but my my great roommate, Anthony Meek, who I, who I live with, who looked at me on the couch and after they showed Lamar in the tunnel and went, I've seen that walk before. Lamar. Yeah, <laughs> but the Twitter was already ablaze <laughs> before was, the waddle. It was it incredible. Was, it was like a half joke, half not. And then the, the waddle video came out and it was just confirmation bias on it and then it was just it was agreed upon by the internet that he was taking a shit i don't give a shit what he was doing no pun intended i don't care what at all don't care he came out there and got it done it was unbelievable i mean trace mcsorley you got to give him some credit here too i mean he drove the team halfway down the field he should have converted on the first drive he had don't like don't even get me started on on that but back to where i was with uh it was 34-20. The game was in complete control. The game was a, like a ton of fun for three quarters. Like we were playing 2019 Ravens football where we were just running it right down people's throats and they couldn't do a damn thing about it. And then this whole thing just spiraled and it just felt like 2020 Ravens, like in a microcosm, like if there was a way for this team to just go down and sink to the bottom of the ocean, it felt like all the things that just happened in that like between minutes 15 and, you know, what, how, whenever Lamar came back, like the fucking drop by, by Marquise McSorley coming into the game, McSorley hurting himself. And you're just like, you gotta be kidding me. Like we're going to, we're going to have a key fourth and five or fourth and seven. And Sam cook is going to have to get in there and, you know, give him all the credit in the world for all the throws he's made over the years, but uh, getting under center in the shotgun and trying to make the throw of the season, like, it was it, the whole time I was seething. I was just so mad and so helpless and just so 
fucking it was really the drop by Hollywood just I, I didn't have words I couldn't I, I couldn't feel my body like my face just went just blush red like I just oh it's the worst um and then just just seeing Lamar just come jogging out as a cut to commercial break I mean that was some cinematic like brilliance by ESPN absolute brilliance to have just get that sky cam shot of him jogging out and it's like it's like Shane Falco coming out of the tunnel at that in the third quarter. It's like Bobby Boucher showing up at halftime in the Bowdoin Bowl. It's it was it was unbelievable, and we didn't know what we were going to see on the other side of that commercial break. We didn't know if he was he was even going to be able to walk, and he, he he rolled out, and I guess he did enough to just spook him into thinking he's going to take off. And then, of all people, Marquise slips into the uh, behind the secondary, and it's you know, boom. And I it felt like it was over then, like we had you know pulled it off and. Um, and then as you try to like gather yourself, you realize that the defense is just absolutely lost out there. And then everything played out as, as you would have thought, as soon as Baker Mayfield got out there, he just drew right down the field, did his thing. And I'm, I'm rambling here. I'm freaking rambling. Cause I'm all fired up. My heart rate is through the goddamn roof. <laughs> I am, I am, oh man, I'm sweating up his buckets over here, man. But holy hell. You look moist. Um, yeah, I'm Def- definitely moist. Yeah, I, 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 I'm so fired up right now. I can't even. I, I hated this. I, I'm just gonna let you go on. I, I think I'm you guys no, go. No, like, no, 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 the bottom line is the bottom line here for me watching this game is 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 through it all, through everything that happened, and you, we could talk about this game for three hours because that's really how many iterations of what was going on. This team showed some balls. They put their balls on the table and they figured it out one time. They responded to the Browns touchdown in the first quarter with a classic last year. Lamar put the pedal to the metal, get to the end zone. We're here. We're responding. They, they, they responded again in the second half, continuing to keep the lead. They got punched in the mouth with the Browns coming back. And they said, no, we're not going down here. A lot of credit to Trace McSorley. A yeah. lot of credit to Trace McSorley, who threw a not a threw a ball that Marquise Brown needs to catch, and then puts Willie Sneed gives Willie Sneed a chance to make a play. He showed balls. That's a great job by Sneed. And then Lamar Jackson, who the hell knows what was wrong with him, but he comes out there and gets the ball. And good for Hollywood Brown or Marquise Brown or whatever the hell we're calling him at this point. <laughs> he catches the ball. That's an upgrade for him. Gets in the end zone. I And then the ultimate balls of steel, which is our man JT. And Justin Tucker, besides maybe Mahomes is the and Aaron Donald, is the best player, is like the best player beyond everybody else in the league, like at his position. He kicks better than everybody else does anything in the league besides maybe Eric Donald rushing the passer and Patrick yeah. Mahomes playing quarterback. And that's why he, that's why he should get paid whatever he wants relative to what a kicker is, because that there was no doubt. There was no doubt mm-hmm. when Lamar got him. And that's what you saw that the, yeah. the respect ESPN gave him. The line was at the 40, the line was at the 40 yard line. Like the recommended line was at the, the first time trace was out there. He got the ball to the 43 after the first, first down. And I was like, just doing the math. Like if he just gets like 15 yards, we're in range. Cause it was 35, 34 at the time. And, and he just, he's there. And I'm just like doing the math. I'm like, Trace McSorley's just got to hit like one little, one little like slant here, and and we're there. 
Because JT, I mean, he just changes the complexion of the game when you're thinking strategically as a coach because he's just a weapon. He gives you another five, ten yards of confidence that you can kick from, and it's really just the fact he's going to make it. Like, nobody should feel that confident in outdoor situation in the cold in the winter in December from 50 On that turf? Yeah, like, well, there's also the whole turf thing. Like, that's- the turf thing. Lamar Jackson couldn't stay on his feet for the entire first half. He, <laughs> he could like Bambi. That him a pair of cleats that stick in the ground. This game, this game took four days. This is this was a four day game because this I- game started. And I was in College Park, and I feel like I was in College Park the- seventeen hours ago. On the halftime report that I do on the the Exit Fifty Two Twitter account, I pretty much opened with the fact that Lamar Jackson was running all over the Browns and doing all the things, completely controlling the football game despite having. Everything in the world go against him like it seems to always do. He was slipped. I mean, he slipped on four or five plays. They fumble. Uh, the the defense forced like three fumbles that they couldn't they couldn't corral. He had Hollywood uh, Marquise. Sorry, I'm still. I, I don't know about the name, but Marquise dropped two passes on him in the first half. Like he was still incredibly effective in spite of all of these things. And like that first half of all of those things happening felt like it was four days ago. Um, we do have an official quote from Lamar on Poopgate. I was cramping. I ain't pull no Paul Pierce. All right. That's what he said. Good historical reference by him in the moment. Yeah. I'm happy he knows. Like, that's yeah. – um, Sports guy. Good for him. But it, I think he was – again, the, the, the poop stuff, it was funny at first, and then it's like, all right, there's legitimately no way you guys think this is still going on. Like – there was actually something wrong and you could tell like, and again, like you people knowing Lamar and the kind of competitor he is, you know, he's not going to go inside and take a shit with, with fucking in the fourth quarter of a Monday night football game. So yeah, that was fun. That was fun though. It was a good time on Twitter that we all had. Um, I also just saw on the SVP uh, sports center that the Browns are no Owen seven against the Ravens on primetime. So I can't believe the Browns and the Ravens have played that many primetime games. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think not the, playing that game on Sunday night, so they're all either Monday or Thursday games. Which game? I'm thinking of the 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 Will Hill game a couple years ago. Oh, uh, yes. the Ravens and Browns were way, traditionally a Thursday night football game. Don't think it Four didn't cross my mind a tick. Not as JT, so but it crosses your mind that like, wow, this is setting up exactly like the Will Hill game at the end there as the Ravens kick. Yeah. But we have Justin Tucker, and that is why you fucking have Justin Tucker. But go ahead, Eric. Also, Dave, David Cho, that pro football doc, uh, tweeted a picture of Lamar. I guess after I think after the touchdown, and Lamar is left um, right here, like his elbow is wrapped up in tape, like he just got an IV. So that's pretty much. I mean, that's that's it right there. But um. No, and, and like, like, like I was telling – or like you all were saying, I mean, Justin Tucker, the skill gap between him and who's the second-best kicker right now, Butker or who's who, – who would you who, say? Who, it, it, that's, or, exactly, that's, that's, the, that's the argument right there mm-hmm. is that you can't even come up with the number two. Cause the no skill one, gap in between them is the biggest gap in maybe sports between like positional players. There's nobody, there's nobody even close to Tucker. And because like I said, I mean – it's different for me because I'm not a Ravens fan watching it. There was no doubt in my mind that ball was that ball was good from 65, 66 maybe. The thing, and like you guys, saw, I mean, you saw it. There's no way. The, the one thing about Justin Tucker kicks is that when he kicks it, it does not deviate from the line on which it is going. It is no, fully it never. You don't see the Mason Crosby like. Yeah, Crosby only the win. one time, and we, we just we don't talk about that time. Every other kick that Justin Tucker's ever kicked has been perfectly end over end, majestic, high, and just like 
just it, it doesn't slice it doesn't it doesn't doesn't hook it just goes on the line that it is going on it is absolutely flushed perfectly and it was I mean I it, you knew it was good off his foot it was just like all right let's make sure that this like you know the the, the ball uh cuts in front of the bar because like it's a long kick but fucking now now here, here's another question what do you what, what happens with a backup quarterback now because if trace oh, yeah, i don't know what like that, was. that did not look good and if rg3 is on injured reserve it's tyler huntley i think tyler huntley yeah let's see if they're willing to lean on him as the backup but um yeah I, from what i'm hearing the the boys are absolutely raging in the locker room right now like absolutely and, des- and deservedly so and deservedly so that's a gigantic gigantic win and i know nobody needs me to say that but you go in there a lot of results went your way this weekend in terms of how the wild card is shaping up dolphins lose raiders lose you know you you have these things happen. You have to go in there and and show what kind of team you are. I mean that's essential. And you you said it before the game um, on Twitter banks, and my roommate said it to me during the game. I think everyone understood the stakes here. This was the the twenty twenty Ravens were deviating in one direction either way. Now who knows? Maybe the wheels could fall off anyway. But at this point, they've shown that they are a team that's going to have at least something to say about what happens. That could mean nothing. That could mean they don't make the playoffs. That could mean they're out in round one in a blowout. That could mean they make the Super Bowl. But they will at least have something to say. A loss here, especially if they blow in a two-score lead. I mean, that's the, the season's over at that point. Even if the Ravens win the next three, maybe they somehow get in the playoffs anyway. They're just not a team that has the fortitude to get it done. They just weren't going to be. You, they, they, they weren't going to have enough stuff to them, enough shit to them. Yeah to get it done, and tonight they showed a lot, a lot of stuff that they have not shown for the majority of the season, even in wins. You know, almost blowing the game against Philly, it looked like they had totally evaporated from a mental toughness standpoint. Not showing up against the Chiefs, didn't show any of it. Blowing the game against the Steelers, blowing the game against the Patriots, blowing the game against the Titans. It did not feel like they had whatever that chemistry is that allows teams to battle through adversity, um, which is a tough thing to do and is a tough thing to have. Um, and this maybe was a shine of progress that maybe they've coalesced some of that together. And they always said they had it. To their credit, they said, look, we're going to find a way. We're going to battle through this. And they questioned themselves at times. They said, we've got to find where this is. We know it's in there somewhere. Lamar said at one point, it looked like the Titans wanted it more. So they were confident at the beginning of the year when they struggled, then they went through the questioning, and maybe this is the full circle, which is weird to say, to win a game against the Browns, who have never been a measuring stick for anybody for anything. Um, <laughs> but tonight they served as one for the Ravens. What a win. Uh, Lamar Jackson gets a little bit of the, the final drive monkey off his back. I'm sure people will find a reason to, to, to discredit it, but he did exactly what he was supposed to do. He did it. Uh, I mean, he kind of did it twice to a degree. Like, yeah. I mean, he came in and made the play, play and then it's like three plays, but at the same time, like when people count up uh, the, the amount of stats, like, Oh, game winning drives and this person, that person, whatever, like that goes on the stat and that backs that up for, you know, when people are counting the numbers and all that nonsense that people love to build into narratives, but like 
they needed a play made and he got it done. And then he had to go do it again and he got it done again. So like in some ways you could call that two comeback drives or two game winning drives or whatever you want to call it, but it was just ballsy as hell. I said, you kind of alluded to it. I said in a tweet, like right before kick that, um, you know, like if they don't show something tonight, I said, if the Ravens can't seize an opportunity like tonight to get the train back on the tracks, they simply don't deserve it. That's, that's the bottom line. And that's, they showed some balls and like it one play one way or another could have gone a different direction, but they didn't back down. They just kept clawing and um, at least half the team did uh, throw a little shade at the defense there. But um, you know, they're, they're absolutely decimated for in the secondary. Well, they, that's, I think that's the next thing we have to talk yeah. about. Cause we've talked a lot about offense. We got to talk about hydration folks. We got to talk about that too. Well, and, and, and getting hydrated, getting our pasta dinners in. Well, here's the thing, and I actually think that that at one point they went to Lisa Salters in the broadcast, and she brought up that, you know, Lamar, you know, uh, people have gone through COVID in different ways. Lamar showed symptoms, you know, obviously lost stamina and some weight and 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 said he was – it's so funny watching these highlights as they go. Everyone I'm saying I just around. watched Lamar the, the, pick up Justin Tucker, Tucker and he, he yeah. looks like a guy who doesn't want somebody who's recently COVID positive picking him up. Picking him up. Um <laughs> But maybe Lamar has lost some of that um, sort of game and season strength. Um, and you go through a game like this and, you, and you're not ready to go. Defensively, uh, the Ravens were an atrocity in the second half um, for, for pretty much the majority of it. Um, they, except for Tyus Bowser's sensational interception. That was fantastic. Um, yeah. Bad throw by Baker. but a It's not the first pick he's made this month either. Like he's yeah. really come around and like, if we want to, we could get into the weeds about, you know, in the off season about who they should retain, but I feel like they could keep Tyus Bowser on a very affordable team friendly deal. And uh, he'd be a good piece to have long-term. The Ravens get zero, zero sacks in this game, um, despite getting some pressure on Baker. And then the secondary just absolutely fell apart. Marcus Peters was hobbling around on one wheel, essentially. Um, God bless. God bless Devontae Harris who just pretty much had no chance to cover anybody as they went through the second half. And Kevin Stefanski, I can never say Kevin Stefanski's name. Stefanski? I can never say his name. I'll I say Stefanski. You say Tagovailoa. Taga, Taga, uh, you Tunga, say his Tunga, name. And I'll Tunga, say. Tunga Vailoa. Tunga Vailoa. Okay, there we go. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll say those. Just picked on Devontae Harris, um, who's out there giving it his all, but and, and just didn't have it. Anthony Levine's playing in the slot. I, it was just a, a patchwork situation. Um, they're going to have to bring some guys off the practice squad probably next week. They've been trying to patch that together all year. Um, they, 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 the Ravens really couldn't afford to get into overtime. And that was the biggest, other biggest part of that Lamar drive is obviously at that point you're tied. So you haven't lost the game if you don't make yeah. the kick. You but go if the Ravens go. get to overtime and, and essentially lose the toss, the game is pretty much over because yeah. they, they didn't have any chance to stop the, the, the Browns at that point. As sad as it to say, maybe they end up making a play, but that final drive for Baker was easy. It uh, was easy. Very so easy. I, I don't think they had much of a chance to stop them. I would like to know what is up with Patrick Ricard. Um, I haven't seen anything yet, but he came off the field right before that Trace McSorley, uh, well, on the same play that Trace McSorley got hurt on. I don't know if the game goes to overtime, if the Ravens are even able to run their traditional offensive packages without Patrick Ricard. I mean, of course they have playbooks and plays, but they probably were going right back into that same offense they had run in the one minute 
the one minute drill. Like they, they, they were just playing, they, they were playing street ball. The whole, like they just kind of found a way by just kind of drawing some plays in the dirt and um, hitting, leaning on some familiar plays and routes and just make, making something happen. So uh, I'm, I, I'm losing my voice here uh, by the minute. Um, but Jesus, I, they got to get ready for Jacksonville, which thank God it's Jacksonville and not somebody more substantial, but Jacksonville has given us trouble in the past. So Jacksonville is also going to sling it around with Gardner and shark and all those guys. And mm-hmm. the Ravens are going to have to cover somebody. Marlon Humphrey Humphrey cannot cover the whole field. So the, the play with Marlon after Kareem hunt kind of broke that tackle and Marlon just standing there. It reminded me of the Earl Thomas last year, giving up on that long Nick Chubb run where it's like, it doesn't break the play because he was going to score anyway, but it's not a good visual, I feel like. He got <laughs> shook and juked, and he just stood there like like yeah. he didn't know what to do. So, uh, yeah, was- it was almost sad as they as the Browns are driving down the field, and Riddick and, and Greasy are, are talking about how they have nobody left, and they were you know showing shots of like Marcus Peters close-up, and then it would flip to Wink Martindale, who's just standing there with – you know, in his headset with the Gator and you're looking into his eyes and you're like, this guy has no clue what to do, get his defense. And then they play the softest zone in the history of football on the, on the touchdown play. Cause I just don't think they had any ability to put the guy, put the team into man coverage. I mean, and they couldn't get any, any pressure with four at that point in the game. So that's, it's just makes that last, then that drive from Lamar on the offense. So great. And let's quickly talk about that final drive. For a guy who's been maligned for accuracy and decision-making at times, uh, Lamar makes two great, perfect throws to Mark Andrews, finds his guy. Um, He did everything right on that drive. Um, So give him a lot of credit. Apparently, Justin Tucker campaigned to go out on the field on the fourth and six after McSorley got hurt. That's not shocking. Try to kick a 64-yard field goal. That would have been incredible. (laughs) I I don't think – you, you know what's really interesting about it? If you're the Ravens and you're thinking, okay, we have no chance to stop the Browns. So whether they're at the 25 or whatever, the 20, or at the 50, really what does it matter? Do you try Justin Tucker out for the 64-yarder? I guess you have to play the percentages and punt and give your defense the chance. But I at that point, you almost – go with your best guy. That just sounds insane. A 64 yard field goal. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just playing, playing fantasy football in my head, playing fantasy coach in my head. But also, <laughs> so you, we, we were talking about that last drive where the Browns just went down and scored what they end. So they end up scoring. There was a minute four and one timeout left. Like you said, I mean, I, w- again, when they scored, I was like, that's, I mean, that's all day. Like that's, that that's a day and a half, especially with that timeout. So that's why I mean, oh, I, I kinda, can't throw the football. Ooh, well, yeah, that's true. Apparently, he's not a very good thrower. When he has um, to throw, they can't move the football. And it it, it always seems just, again like in those situations, Andrews finds a way to get open. Uh, he cuts over, and and they did that little him him cutting across the middle, and he was wide open. And from there, it was that that was. Yeah, it, it, Mark Andrews icing his narrative that he doesn't show up into big games down a little bit tonight. Five that, that play where he where he leaked out and then cut up was was fantastic. I thought Lamar was throwing the ball away on that. It was like he what, also a 40 got yard he also by the way should have had a touchdown and Lamar straight up missed him. Um, when Lamar missed two, I mean the one to Sneed in the middle of the field 
feels a bit of a tougher throw. He had to kind of drop that in between the safety and the corner. The one to Andrews is a, was a throw he's got to make 100 times out of 100. I thought I saw Andrews kind of, when he got separation, kind of slow for a half step, but I think he's like Lamar's throw still sails him. He, yeah, the Lamar throw was a sail job, just a total sail job. Happens. But yeah, I mean, it does happen. Um, but if he makes that throw, you can't maybe, hit all of them, but maybe it's a different game. Um, and yeah, so Mark, Mark Andrews Shorley, just one said, for four for 13 yards. What a 13 yards. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Andrews just said, um, who do you think would have gone in if, if Lamar couldn't have come back in? Who do you guys think? I saw the tweet. You saw I have it? not seen the tweet. I'll guess. Yeah. All right. Let's play. Uh, guess that quarterback. Guess that emergency quarterback. Emergency quarterback. Oh, we don't have like an. I don't feel like we have an obvious candidate unless I'm just not. I'm just. There is an obvious candidate, but it's not the guy that is the obvious candidate. Um, I'm pulling up the roster. <laughs> There's a player with a perfect completion percentage on this roster. Oh my gosh, Sam Cook. Sam it's, Cook. It's not the answer though. Not Cook. Yeah, he's not going to be the emergency quarterback in that spot. Uh, this is normal. I don't know why he couldn't be. It's normally I guess he, he actually it's normally took snaps. A, it's normally a receiver. So warmer. I'll say I'll say Duvernay. Yeah. No. <laughs> Sneed. Mm. Yeah. Mm. They they said he was he was taking snaps when McSorley went down. Yeah. I would have liked quarterback in high school for twenty two hundred yards and thirteen TDs, one interception. Ran for it at Muskegon Heights High School <laughs> in uh where the hell is Muskegon Heights High School in Muskegon Heights, Michigan? Willie Sneed. Willie Sneed, do you guys know where Willie Sneed went to college? He was. Uh, he went to one of those directional Louisianas or something. No, undrafted out of a Mac school. Not to Ball State. Yes, you know? Ball State. Ooh, Ball State. It's a good yeah. state. Originally yeah. from Florida. Originally from Florida. What a career he's put together for himself. <laughs> After really yes. play. Out of all state. It's probably why um, I thought Louisiana. But. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that would have been outrageous. I mean, what, what a just an outrageous sequence with McSorley I, and Lamar and the, and the social media situation and him jogging out. Like, like I said, it was just cinematic brilliance. I, I couldn't believe my eyes at the same time. I like, I was just, well, I mean, what uh, two minutes of commercials there where you're just like, it felt like a WWE stunt. It really did. I really did. And there were all the like the Lamar comes out and I've seen all the WWE entrances, um, which is the classic thing that goes out on Twitter once. It really was. It, it, and it was really an unbelievable football game. I mean, incredibly. If you if I didn't have a dog in the fight, that would have been a very enjoyable game to watch. So much drama. Um, I've got to give the Browns some credit. I mean, Baker Mayfield throws for 343 yards. They, 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 they could have gone away a couple times here and the old, some old Browns yeah. team, teams would have, and they did not go away. He did say it was easy and you were absolutely right when you said yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it was easy down the stretch for them. Um, but the Ravens win. And now as we project this forward, as you said, Jacksonville with the newly christened uh, starter and Gardner Minshew, and then the New York football giants. And then at the Bengals, three games, the Ravens will be very favored to win um, as they move through the rest of the season. And we'll see. If the Ravens can get to 11-5, and five, you'd think that would get them in. Anybody here uh, predict a Justin Tucker walk-off field goal? That was you. 
That was you. I forgot about yeah. that. Technically, oh, yeah. it wasn't a walk off. I technically wasn't a walk off. Was not a walk off. Um, I and probably of, said something to the effect of he's the goat and he's going to come up huge. So whatever. Justin Tucker field goal, and then what an unbelievable cover. Unbelievable cover. I mean, yeah. just really one of the. Great, I, great I, I got. I actually got a little red in the face as that was unfolding because there were a couple times when Ravens players like chased down a guy and they got rid of the football and they just were kind of slow to get up. Like, I just thought that everyone was just gassed. And then eventually just one guy like Jarvis Landry, when Jarvis Landry had the ball, when you, anytime you get a house call on one of those, those, those cow plays, there's always one long throw across the field that just kind of flips the play on its head. And when Jarvis Landry had the ball and he threw it, I was like, Oh God, this this can't happen, can it? Like, because it would be very fitting for that game to end like that. Yeah. How does how does that get ruled in fantasy? Oh. How, how, what, what happens there? Is it, is it a fumble by whoever catches it, or is it like, oh, you know, you lose thirty eight so, rushing yards? So on on ESPN, if you look at the box score, oh yeah, Cleveland is credited with seven fumbles in the game. <laughs> what? Four of them. Three by Higgins. Four they give all those four are by Rashard Higgins. One by Landry. One by Mayfield. One by Hunt. And the that's so that's funny. What I'm looking at right now. So <laughs> that's so funny. I don't know how that they all got. There was only one loss. They didn't. I got to look at play by play. Safety. One play. It, all they said was. Uh, Mar- it literally just there? says first and ten. Cleveland twenty-five. Marlon Humphrey safety. So add that to the Marlon Humphrey should be defensive player of the year award. Yeah, sure. No doubt. Go for it. So I have to say <laughs> this, this must've turned some fantasy games. How, yeah. How about the Ravens defense? Um, oh no, never mind. I'm reading this wrong. Never- so I'm reading, I'm on Twitter. I've got multiple Twitters. I got my, for some reason, I have my Maryland men's soccer Twitter up here and a former player named AJ Garza, who, who played the U S men's national team, very good MLS player. He won his fantasy game by, two points off that safety at the end of the game, which is That's he was incredible. down by 0.2, and I'm reading his box score right now, one by two points. That's absolutely insane against another MLS player. Um, so, that, I mean, all of that, gambling. I, I had a buddy who I work with uh, lost. He bet against the Ravens, so screw him. Uh, he lost his bet um, on that. So, um, yeah, there you go. What a game. What an unbelievable game. You want to give away that a jersey? Is... Yeah, let's give away a jersey. Yeah, let's give away a jersey. Let's give away a jersey. So, yeah. like, so like we said, in the if you haven't listened to the show or haven't seen any of the thousand tweets we put out about it, the Be There for Be More campaign rages on. This is our first jersey we've given out, Our the, the first drawing. Um, and uh, let's give something away. Eric is going to do the honors here. And uh, what ex- what is the exact prize? I, I, I apologize to the listeners. Been a busy day. I'm down in College Park watching an event that we will not talk about. Um, list the prize for the people. So, are, are we doing the? Is it the Mark Andrews? Yeah. Or, oh no, no, yeah, or, no oh, we're, letting, we're letting them pick. Right. Um. Whatever you want, man. Yeah, feel it out. Okay. Um. All right. So, so I'll say. I mean, you're. I'll say you're eligible for these. We'll do the signed Mark Andrews jersey. Okay. Sign Matt Stover jersey. Okay. The uh, we will throw in a most strong T-shirt or a Mo's Rose uh, box, which is a little prize package with a bunch of stuff in it. So I got it all uh, 
up right here in this random generator. It's one through 25. Um, have everyone assigned a number. And let's go ahead and let's, uh, let me refresh this. One to 25. And let's go pick a winner. Boom. We have Sustastic, who, was, uh, who went to In Like Flynn Tavern. Oh, he's, he's, he's sent us a questions before. Yeah. Sustastic. Do you have, he's a regular listener. Sustastic. We'll, we'll, we'll tweet it out. Yeah, that's his Twitter name. Do I hope it's not his real name. name. It may be his real name. S I think it's AJ. AJ is his name? AJ? I believe so. I there believe we go. All righty. Yeah. So, and again, I have a ton of prizes. Like, there's yeah. a ton of prizes. People Dude. listening to this, get it on it. We, we might give a prize out to everybody that, that ends up. I was thinking here. we legitimately have enough prizes to give out to everyone. So, who's, who's and they're awesome. Enough. RDT has done an amazing job getting most of these prizes for us. And shout out, RDT, shout out the, shout out the, the, the people that have provided, generously donated these prizes. Yes. They deserve all, all, the, all the, the love. So, so. Dean Tejada, who runs um, Thread Level Midnight, who has done all the most strong shirts, he gave me – I literally walked into his apartment, and he let me pretty much take anything I wanted. Um, so I have probably 30 Moe's Mo's, Mo's strong shirts. I have a bunch of the Moe's Rose um, shirts that were given to the people who bought the cutouts. So shout-out to Dean. Um, Chris Ruling from Grade 8 Memorabilia just gave me every single jersey he had. Um, Rod Langway signed cap stuff. We have the Stover, Daly's Thomas, Dwayne Starks, Mark Andrews uh, signed pucks. We have a Patrick Queen canvas, an awesome Kobe Bryant canvas, which is massive. It's so cool. Um, we have my buddy Grant, who legitimately is just a friend and told me to come over to his house and was pulling things off of his wall to give to me. I, every the Camden Yards picture, the uh, an Earl Weaver signed ball, an Earl Weaver picture. He gave me some cool, like the Ken Griffey Jr. drive signs and Orioles, you know, street sign and all that stuff. He gave me a ton of awesome stuff. Um, I'm missing someone else too. Who, oh, brought my buddy Brian Beerley, who's also AKA uh, Dundalk Joe Banks. He was the quarterback on the Jimmy's uh, flag football team. Yeah. When we yeah, played yeah. them. Um, just people forgot. just want to help people, man. It's awesome. Yeah. And they literally all reached out to me, just like, hey, you know. Um, I can, I can drop some stuff off. That's what, again, my buddy Grant, um, Sunday was like, Hey, I found some more stuff. Can I come by and drop it off? Like, absolutely. Yeah. So there are like, people, people out of the woodworks. Um, you know, we got some Chris Davis signed stuff. We got a Pedro Severino stuff. We got John Means. So shout out the Orioles. I know the Ravens are trying to put something together for us. So again, as long as you guys keep sending in receipts, we are going to keep, um, pushing out these prizes. So, um, keep them coming and, uh, and yeah. let, let's keep those fat tips rolling in for sure. Tell your, uh, tell your friends. And like, like we said, we obviously focus it on the city, but we know this is, this is hurting restaurants everywhere. So where you, ever you are in Maryland, send them in there. We will figure out how to get the prize to you. We, we, whether we've got to carry it, walk yeah, it may, may take some teamwork between the winners and us or whatever, yeah. but we'll Maybe work a, something a out Craigslist situation, but we will figure out how to get it to you. And like, I, I, I like can't believe that we're just like giving this stuff away. It's, it's like I like people should be lining up for this stuff, and you know it's the right thing to do. And but, I mean, and that what you may have you may have, your energy may have broken your connection there for a couple seconds. Oh, really? Is really, really, what this uh, 
this is coming down to as 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 Brian freezes now on the screen. So we will just we will just take we'll just take the point for him. As he said, cannot believe these things keep coming in. Oh, and there's the connection back. There's the connection back. Mm-hmm. This is this is what it's this is the podcast recording experience of recording at 1230 uh, after Monday night game. But as you were saying, amazing that all this stuff just out of the generosity of people's heart is being sent in. I think everyone else can reward their generosity by shooting some tips in. Um, I know we've been doing it. I, I went to the garden for breakfast for the Terps game, went to don't know for dinner the night before that with Delius for dinner that night. Um, went to Mikey's, uh, which is on Fort um, Avenue for pizza last night, both also because I have no food in my house, but so support wherever, wherever you are, wherever you are at this point. And I know too, people have asked like people who live in Canada and they said that they can't, you know, they can't obviously do this with, cause it's not really affecting them there. People are wondering if they can donate to us and we can donate to some charity. I think we can definitely find a charity. I don't want to like favor, you know, one restaurant over another and donating to them or something like that. So I think we can, we can kind of crowdsource and figure out a charity to, uh, yeah. to, to donate money to if people want to do that. Yeah. Keep DMing us. If you feel like you can't support in some way and you want to support, if we get enough people, um, We'll try to figure that out as we go. As yeah. I think Brian said on the pod last week, we're kind of figuring this out a little bit as we go along. Um, so yeah. bear with us on some stuff. And we're like overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that people are giving us. We've said it a bunch of times, but it's like, mm-hmm. oh, God, like we got a lot of stuff to give out, which is exciting. Um, as, this, as this Ravens football team has continued to succeed more and more, it's almost like uh, everybody's excited about it. These bar owners are for sure excited about it, but it's a little bit of a, little bit of a dagger to them because if they had their bars open and we could all celebrate and watch these games together, they would be, you know, swimming in, in money. And instead they're, they're struggling to make it day to day. So um, do what you can to, to make them whole as much as you can and uh, support these guys so that, you know, whenever we're back open and, you know, ready to get together and watch football together, we could do that. For sure. For sure. No doubt about it. Um, and, and and once again, shout out to you guys for for making some of those connections and bringing the stuff in. Once again, shout out to our guy Marty Suma who's helping us out with a lot of this um, initiative as we roll through um, and continue to roll through with the Be There for Be More campaign. Um, but had a solid first weekend and want to continue to grow it as we go forward. So make sure to tell uh, even if the people that don't listen to the show, uh, you don't have to listen to the show to participate. boys uh, we've got we'll have so much more to say on the show this week um previewing the jacksonville game reflect i'm sure there will be much more to talk about from this game as we go through the next 24 hours some lamar narrative justin tucker injuries all these different things we'll get to all of that on the normal wednesday show which we can finally actually record on a wednesday considering the ravens are playing in a normal schedule and then we'll be back next week for the instant analysis after the ravens play the jacksonville jaguars um in a, a game the ravens have to win once again all these games are playoff games now for the ravens as we head down the stretch make sure to follow the boys on social media at barstool banks at e-d-i-t-t-i-22 you can follow me at Taylor Smith 10. You can follow the show at exit 52 podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And that is where you can tag us with your receipt, with your tip to get entered into win some awesome, awesome prizes in our be there for be more campaign. And even if you don't want to enter, even if you want to show up your receipt, 
go out and spend some money at some restaurants and local businesses, small businesses. Don't have to be restaurants um, and help them out as we go through. What a win for the Ravens. Once again, we're back. 42 over the Browns. JT wins it. What a night. We'll see you next time on the Exit 52 podcast.